gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite history by making podcasts every other week. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Rich. And we're collectively known as Flat29. And this is Flat29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 42 on Travel. A big part of travelling in our modern age is waiting around for things to happen. Be it on a station platform, waiting for a lift, waiting on a train, waiting in a train, wherever you're waiting, it sucks. What do you guys like to do to uh, bide the time while you are waiting around for shit to happen? Drink. (laughs) Do you drink um, train-based five-pound beers in a plastic bottle? I do not. Hip flask? If possible, yes. I quite often go from Waterloo Station and uh, very, very often they have massive signal delays and you walk in there and the entire board which they announce the trains on will just say delayed across the whole thing. Um, Cunningly, around the corner from... Not only is there, you know, several bars um, within the station concourse, around the corner there is also a corner shop which supplies a healthy selection of pre-chilled beers sounds very nice but famously in the uk boozing on transport has been banned so i'd like to know charlie as our resident legal expert what is the boundary you can't drink on the tube but you can drink on the just train. the tube can you drink yeah. in the tube uh, concourse and also can i call it a concourse <laughs> yeah. i believe you can call it a concourse yes. and no you can't drink on the platform right what about the concourse <laughs> <laughs> and also what is a concourse yeah, let's start from the beginning right? <laughs> it's an open space between in a public area or something between right. buildings or um, thank you legal expert charlie uh charlie, that's very can, nice can i ask you did you start off with alcohol or have you worked your way up gently from soft drinks so um, did you start with air <laughs> and then work your way through the gases. Saying, did I start off breathing, work my way up through, you know... So, a, like, some water, H2O. I think I went from air to to perhaps water. Quickly, um, quickly, I expect. Uh, working my way up probably to uh, a cup of tea, <laughs> then moving on, because then you go to kind of Irish coffee, hard liquor, <laughs> beer... Heroin. Yeah, <laughs> crack. Dead. Air is very much a gateway drug, isn't it, to water? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But really, the first thing Charlie would have had is air, then maybe milk. Is that right? When you were born? Okay. We're taking Probably. this back. Um, no, I think it's feeding tube. Yeah? I'd like yeah. to know, Charlie, what was your first solid? What was your first liquid? What was your first gas? Uh, I believe it was um, oxygen and then a feeding tube with a pleasant mush in it. Yeah, you yeah. that is your sl- <laughs> you get a pleasant. Mush. That's not how they sold it there. On, on the cans. <laughs> Decadent mash. I think you can get that at some stations. <laughs> I, I was on the premium board, and it had little um, sort of uh, shavings of gold in it. To, uh, <laughs> what fancy. like like uh, absinthe <laughs> yeah essentially got right right into the bloodstream straight away. <laughs> get the mush yeah because what a newborn baby needs is shards of gold to lacerate its windpipe precisely <laughs> it's, it's maybe the man i am today are you counting that as both your first solid and your first liquid then well it, well it's a mix of the two it's in so, the weird hinterland yeah. where which is also occupied by jelly isn't it <laughs> It's that a weird hinterland, is but, it? But jelly's a solid. <laughs> is it, though, Charlie? Well, yes. It, it, all right, you're probably right, but it's, <laughs> it's just it's just uh, a small step away. Anyway, well, we're getting off the point. Rich, what do you like doing when you're uh, on a train and that? I like looking at people. Yeah? Obviously. What kind of people? Just all the different sort of people. People uh-huh. watching, they call it. Uh-huh. It's and a classic like, occupation of our times. Because, to be honest... You know, what else is there to do? If, especially if you haven't got a device with you. Like, if you've got um, a book device. <laughs> it's a good device, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> an MP3 player device. Yeah. A vibrator. Something <laughs> yeah. that you'd use on the train or at some sure. kind of public transport. Um, yeah. 
that's all you've got to do and just looking at people maybe someone's having an argument you're having uh-huh. a listen what kind of arguments are they having i don't know like you know bus arguments yeah like they're just they've had too many to drink or something and they're arguing about is that charlie yeah, it might be Charlie. <laughs> it might be Charlie. I think yeah. that, that was how we met. Yeah. <laughs> he was having an what, argument what about with himself. People having inane phone conversations, do you just stare at them angrily and well, that, you know, especially that in is, a quiet carriage. That's the bad thing about people on transport, isn't it? There's other people there. It's one, of, it's one of the many, many, many bad things about other people using the same transport as you. Ideally, we'd all be in our own separate pods and never have to talk or listen to anybody else. Do you mean on transport or just for your whole life? Yeah. Yeah, I mean whole life. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah. Let's get rid of this, you know. <laughs> my current complaint is people keep stealing my Metro newspaper in the morning. They, we, there's a, a very grumpy station attendant who doesn't like having excess newspapers left, so he's got oh. the people who drop off the Metro to, for it to be distributed first thing in the morning to leave about ten. And so by the time I get to the station, if I'm lucky, there might be one left, and then there's kind of like a bit of a scuffle on the platform. I think um, in travel literature is a good uh, a good procrastination tactic. You've got your Virgin magazine on the Virgin trains. You've yeah. got the um, that's three the metro. months out of date. Yeah. If we put together our own uh, travel-based publication, and you know it could happen, what do you reckon it would be about? What kind of articles we're going to have in that bad boy? I think we'd have to put in as many articles about destinations that are absolutely nowhere near a train station. Right. Because that's kind of what they do at the moment, but I think we could really expand on that as a topic. So teasing them. You could have an article about uh, the labyrinth and the minotaur. <laughs> you could. Nice. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Can you just read us the start of that article, Rich? Um, why not visit the labyrinth? Watch out for the Minotaur. <laughs> Watch out for the Minotaur. I think we can probably get in some guest writers, don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, I, th- I think um, it should be called that there's a tour around the labyrinth by the Minotaur right. who does tours. <laughs> but only for children. Yeah, he's got a bad rep. but yeah. um, It's not really working because, Rich, you have no idea where the labyrinth actually is, do you? Is it Greek? There's some Greeks in there. It's on the <laughs> island of Minos or something, isn't it? And there's actually, in the ruins, there is a bit of a labyrinth, but it's not actually that big. Was there no tour? I don't believe so. <laughs> it's not even a tour. So Look, Charlie, Rich is not. really, really hammering on this pun. Can you please give him something? <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, just give no, him anything. No, just give me a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like a labyrinth, this particular discussion point. <laughs> I, I don't want Rich's pun to be based on um, factual and <laughs> and that's why we will never be famous comedians. Do you reckon we could have a petting zoo on the train? Maybe. Or we Who could have we pet. We could have a heavy, heavy petting coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, getting off with an animal. We're heavy petting encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite of a swimming pool, where petting <laughs> is generally not encouraged. And bombing is great as well. <laughs> yeah. Just bombing off the train. <laughs> and, and petting the shit out of each other. Well, check out for a Flat 29 railway service near you. It sounds like a bloody nightmare. Flat 29 have a fortnightly podcast. I download it quick because my broadband is so fast. Flat 29 have a podcast. I download it from the internet. Broadband. When you think about travel in the past, what you imagine in your head is a cave on the beach full of smuggled diamonds. We all think it, but smuggling and the art of sneaking contraband into countries seems to be a dying art. What are you guys' uh, opinions of smuggling and how can we bring it back? Things have got stricter, haven't they, with, um, with smuggling. Have they? Like in the in the good old days, they didn't used to like. Um, well, did they? Did they used to like go up your ass and stuff in the old days? <laughs> it's not know. documented. Probably not. Probably not. It was less strict. You could just swim about. Yeah. You know, and get into places with whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. You know. <laughs> yeah. There was no. What do you call it? Immigrant. No. Customs. Customs. You know this because you're well travelled, Charlie. I just stay in my own area. <laughs> I just I smuggle within. 
It's a struggle <laughs> to get you out of Somerset. Yeah, it is. If a, the the most smuggling I've ever done is like into food into a cinema, <laughs> and and there's a argument as to where, is that smuggling or is that just your right? What if you smuggled heroin up your ass into a cinema? I think that's your right too. <laughs> it sort of is, isn't it? Hmm. It's your ass after all. Yeah, and I mean, if you're gonna get the heroin out when you're in the cinema. You're just going to miss the show, aren't you? There's not a court in the world that would uh, put you down for that. <laughs> What's the point in smuggling heroin into the cinema? I don't You might know. as well just do some heroin outside and then just go to the cinema. It'd just be You're a right. real hassle, wouldn't it, to um, extract the heroin? The thing about people who uh, regularly use heroin is often they don't think about these kind of practicalities. I think with smuggling, I think people need to think of some new places to hide things yeah we've run out of orifices at the arse swallowing it's all been done I th- yeah. I'm not sure how much you'd need to hide everything can you not just distract the security guards uh huh especially if you've got hand luggage because they don't really check stuff I've by mistake managed to get um, a butter knife as they called it I would just call it a normal knife <laughs> you know. <laughs> got, got that on the plane and uh, was also this a I knife got, like, argument um, you had at the time <laughs> Yeah, he was like, you've got a button knife. And I thought, you, meant, you know what, you get those really poncy ones that aren't serrated at all, they're like a little spade. Yeah, my mum has those, bone-handled. You see, that's that's what I thought he meant. Yeah. He's like, have you got a button knife in your bag? I was like, no. Yeah. What are you talking about? Why would I have a butter knife? So they, they took all my bag apart and they pulled it out and I was like, oh. You mean a knife? You mean a knife? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Um, also, I've done the same thing. I accidentally took through like a massive thing of shampoo. It was like half a litre. In my hand Shame. luggage. Why have you got half a litre of shampoo? You must have looked amazing by the end of the flight. I had a ridiculous amount of volume in my hair that day. <laughs> I think maybe part of the reason why I think that smuggling is a dying art is because it's just a bit different. Like, in my uh, idyllic vision of it, it's pirates and caves. And nowadays it's just like a guy and his arsehole. <laughs> How can we glamorise it a bit more? Right. With pirates, like they were all like dressed up and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. And, and like they had like a whole thing going on exactly. but nowadays it's just all you know assholes it's just all assholes could you smuggle things by like if we drilled all the way through the center of the earth we could smuggle something into sweden not sweden new zealand uh, how how good are you at getting through molten lava yeah. pretty good charlie <laughs> yeah and there, only there, there is literally thought. nothing that withstands that so yeah, but lots of evil know. geniuses in uh, in fiction seem to be able to do it so yeah charlie true. fiction like james bond bad guys james blunt james blunt can do it james Why blunt can you? do it <laughs> he was in the army and everything <laughs> <laughs> and he's done a song. <laughs> the song. And he can survive through magma. What I'm trying to say is magma aside, yeah. we need to make it more simple, if anything, so that it won't uh-huh. come up on the radars, because we don't want it picked up by satellites. And... Sure we don't. What about just Chinese whispers? <laughs> what are you going to Smuggling secrets. In? Wouldn't you lose some accuracy of the uh, secrets you were smuggling? You would. There would be natural wastage along the way and you'd, you'd uh, end up with uh, a kind of gibberish. But Yeah, we fun. need to make things like, you know, the I f- remember <laughs> in the food chapter I talked yeah. about having an iPhone made out of potato. Sure, we all remember that. No one's going to pick that up. <laughs> Right. Did you make any calls? Because it's made of potato. (laughs) You know, the the police won't be able to pick it up. Because it's a potato. (laughs) They won't be be able to pick it up on the satellites, you know. So if we got a load of heroin just made out of sand. Just put it in. And it's just. Just put it in a potato. Sand. Yeah. Then they wouldn't pick it up. Or just inject it into a potato and then. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and get it out of the potato at the other end. Extract it. <laughs> oh, I see. So you're not saying disguise one thing another as another thing. It's specifically potatoes or a kind of cloaking device. Well, I realise anything you put inside it is invisible. Yeah. There must be some sort of materials that can't be penetrated. Yeah, potatoes, like starch. Why don't we inject things into lead? Shoot a potato with a lead bullet. Yeah, but that's what to smoke. That's the opposite, lead. isn't it? That's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we want the opposite of that. It's been two weeks since I last saw you. I wanna know where I stand. I 
I think I'm falling in love with you. Baby, can I be your podcast man? Before we record this podcast, we、uh, get together and think of some topics that we are going to talk about on the podcast.、Uh, I'd like to read for you word for word、uh, something that Rich suggested. Quote. Send Charlie on a Michael Palin style round the world documentary. Dot 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 on acid. <laughs> so talk us through it, Rich. Well, you know, Charlie reminds me in many ways of Michael Palin, a refined English gentleman. It's true. Um, but in the um current times, no one's gonna want to watch Michael Palin or Charlie, <laughs> the new Michael Palin. Go around the world, so that's just going to be really boring. So that's why we need acid. How is that relating to the current times? Not actual acid. When I say on acid, I mean we'll just play around with the format. Oh, okay. You know, so right. It'll still be like in the style of Michael Palin, where like Charlie's like writing in a diary, and there's shots of him travelling on trains and things. Yeah. Um, but also he goes on like a club, um, like an eighteen to thirties holiday. Or something、oh, okay. like that, that and he、terrible. disapproves. Do Thoroughly disapproves. And there's like a big orgy, and he's just sort of like commentating by the side, <laughs>、nice. like sort of David Attenborough commentating on an orgy <laughs> or something. That sort、okay. of style. Charlie, how do you feel about this? I'm intrigued. I have some reservations,、um, but I'm all up for a round the world trip. Yeah, you have to pay for it all. Less up for a round the world trip. <laughs> But you can earn your way by smuggling things in potatoes or forming an impromptu skiffle band. <laughs> yep, impromptu skiffle band. That's something to do while you're bored on the train. Recruit for a skiffle band. You could sell your organs on the train. It's quite a niche market, skiffle, isn't it? And organs. Well, the good thing about skiffle is it's making stuff out of the things you've got to hand. So <laughs> use the travel magazine as an impromptu tambourine. <laughs>、um, <laughs> You know, shake a bag of crisps, <laughs>、um, headbutt someone. It's quite percussion heavy. Yeah, well, that skiffle is very percussiony. Thing about skiffle is it's timeless. It is. But so there's all manner of options available to you, Charlie. You could form any number of、uh, percussion-based bands. We'll send him to some like crap places, there. I think. Oh yeah, of course we will. I don't know. Ibiza. Yeah. Well, they're nice bits of Ibiza or the club bits. The club bits. Oh, <laughs> Basically, no, no. I'm just sending you on a clubbers holiday. We're <laughs>、no. getting you to do a serious documentary about it. So basically, it's a bit like ITV's classic series Club Reps, but with、um... and you're the rep. Yeah,、uh, you'd be great as a rep, wouldn't you, Charlie? A、yeah. red coat. I'd be terrible as a rep. <laughs> you'd be like the the、um, the grumpy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're not allowed to be grumpy. I think that's reason to get fired if you're not permanently enthusiastic. I bet in all the Butlins camps, there's a grumpy one. Reps are like dwarves. You've, they've each got a defining characteristic. <laughs> grumpy rep, happy rep, horny rep. They're all horny rep. <laughs> you sound like you speak from experience. I've just seen your show, Charlie. So, did you get violated by a rep? Is that the problem? Yeah. <laughs> violated by a rep. It's the title of my autobiography, Charlie. You know that because <laughs> you were in it. Because <laughs> you were the rep. <laughs> That's how we met. Violated by a rep. Was that the same holiday where I met Rich on the train? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, when you're、yeah. being a rep、um, and you take a woman back to your caravan, <laughs> as all reps must. <laughs> <laughs> Why a caravan? Why can't I have a hotel room? You, you're only a rep. You're not fucking royalty. When you take、um, a holiday <laughs> guest back to your、um, chalet, do they say you keep the red coat on, but nothing else? It's normally red coat and socks. I think. Just imagine you could be a rep,、um, and you could have lots of. Sexual relations with all the people that regularly come to Butlins,、um, yeah. have lots of illegitimate children, yeah,、um, who also then come to Butlins <laughs> yeah, and are、yeah. all your little Butlins illegitimate children. <laughs> How's that a good thing? Is, is that a bad thing? Is what I'm saying because it's good for Butlins. I don't think it's a good thing. Good. Let's think of the people who'd be affected by it. Good for the kids; they get to go to Butlins. Good for you. Lots of 
Unprotected sex. <laughs> with, with Good for Butlins. Lots of customers. I really don't see who's wrong to it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see what the problem I mean, is. Let's not look at the moral aspect. Arguably, all of the wronged women are going to have some problems. And um, the guy the guy that's um, impregnated the most um, holiday goers... Yeah. Has to be the mascot called like Daddy Bear or something, <laughs> really? because he literally is the daddy to many of the children there. <laughs> so, listener, when you next go to Butlins, just look around at all the children around you. They're yeah. all spurned from one rep, and it's Charlie. That sounds like a sort of a novel, doesn't it? it does doesn't it? It's like nineteen, my nineteen eighty four. It's like a nightmare dystopian future. <laughs> we we'll call it violated by a rep. Violated by a rep, and um, in all good bookstores. Violated by a rep. Fifteen years on. Couldn't you call, call it like it? reptilia <laughs> or something? Rich is already writing the sequel. Violated <laughs> by a rep. Fifteen years on. <laughs> now who's the daddy? <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> we, do you think we could get this as an article in the Virgin Trains magazine? It's got to be, hasn't it? They cover yeah. rep issues. It's, What's needed to know by the modern rep? I feel like I'm giving them a bad name. Because they're quite They're renowned, giving aren't they, rep, Red? Rich. <laughs> I'm giving, giving them, them a bad, bad rep. <laughs> Can I have a gigabyte of your sandwich? Upload it to my stomach, if you please. A fun part of any family holiday is a long drive to a brown sign tourist attraction. For example, the Stonehenge or just Stonehenge to its friends. When you get there, it's an exciting, you know, you go through all the car parks, there's gift shops as you go through. It's like a wonderland of uh, plastic tat. Then you get there and sometimes it can be quite underwhelming. Do you sometimes find that when you go to a hyped tourist attraction? Pretty much every time. The brown sign promises more than it can deliver. Well, I don't know. It's not a particularly inviting shade of brown that they've chosen. Not, is, those, it? is it really? <laughs> You're right. It's realistically drab. I went to Stonehenge recently with um, uh, Sarah Davis from podcast How Much Do We Love, and who also featured on our last podcast as well. Um, and we saw Stonehenge. It was really small. It is, isn't it? It's a bit bigger when I got closer, but still small. Oh, of course. But you can't get very close to it because there's a rope and... It's true. It's an ancient rope, though, Charlie. It's been there since the dawn of time. But, Dan, things are smaller when you get further away. You're aware I know. I learned a thing or two about perspective on the <laughs> yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. But once I got my hang around it, it was still, you know, it was still underwhelming. So do you, do you guys, some, like, do you think we could do anything? What could we do to Stonehenge to make it uh, more of an exciting, an, an awe-inspiring sight, perhaps? Fairy lights? Or do we need more than that? I don't know. That's a good start. It's a great start, <laughs> Charlie. It's a great start. It's a great start. <laughs> if we, if we, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how many powerpoints there are near there, but if we can just trail one over from a gift shop and Mate, stick some fairy you lights, you get on solar it. ones now. You're so in the past. You're deep rooted ah. in the past of uh, mains powered fairy lights. Yeah, that's what that's all they had back in the original Stonehenge. Yeah, that's how they lit up the henge in those days. <laughs> let's call it. Let's not call it Stonehenge. Let's call it Henge. Or Henge Fest. That sounds good. like a festival now, doesn't it? The Festival of Henge. How can we get rid of the hippies? <laughs> I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? <laughs> Cluttering up the place. Because if I call it Henge Fest, they're just yeah. going to multiply. You need to call it something more corporate, more formal. Henge yeah. PLC. Microsoft Henge. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good idea for a new nice. font, all in the shapes of Stonehenge. Oh, that must exist. Do you reckon? Yeah. That could henge be a bold. kind of secret code, couldn't it? Could, yeah. Can you talk Henge? What do you think it. <laughs> That's what the kids are calling it. Chatting Henge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think if you. Because Henge is in a circle, right? And I'm calling it Henge now. Henge is in a circle. If you straightened it out what would it spell help i think it just spells n-n-n-n-n-n isn't it yeah well no because the top slides them are missing so they're like i's or l's or something as well is it millennium millennium it spells millennium robbie williams was right i'd really like any listener out there to have a look at stonehenge when you've got a chance and you're in the area and just work out what it spells please um with all the tops as they are 
and we'll see if that changes over the next millennia. Don't you think Time Team have already done that? They <laughs> probably have. Robinson knows. Because a lot of um, there's been a lot of time spent on working out what hate Stonehenge means and what it <laughs> yeah. is. And there's a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of Time Team. Maybe it was just someone was like, I know, it's. Good. I'm just going to make an attraction. Yeah. Put up some brown signs. The brown sign. Put a bit first. of rape round it. It's an attraction. Have you got anything that you could, that could be considered an attraction if you had some rope round it and a brown sign? <laughs> That's the eternal question. It is, isn't it? What when makes an, an what makes an attraction? I've got uh, my my bin at the moment is filled so tightly that I think it's impressive. And if I put a, 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 <laughs> a rope around it. And then this is, this is some of the least surprising news about your bin that I've ever heard. <laughs> I know <laughs> you could have told me that. Uh, it's just that like, bin day was today, Charlie, and I missed it. So now I've got to wait another seven days, and I already missed last week's. It's it's a hassle. Again, Modern not life, surprised by this news at all. Having to remember on a Tuesday night to put your bins out. Set a reminder. You've got all your fancy technology. Oh, and I forgot my Zumba kit today, Charlie. You go to <sighs> Zumba. <laughs> at my school that was a revelation <laughs> that, that was a revelation I wasn't expecting that <laughs> I've missed out on so much mocking there's, have... there's about there's about 25 people who do Zumba uh, guess how many of them are male you correct yeah I knew it I knew it I'm cool man how's that working out for you it's working out well but I forgot my kit I forgot my kit last week and I had to borrow some PE football kit say, did <laughs> I you have to I had to get was it from to like pee? the lost property off? Like, yeah, it was. Box. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I had to get into pee and say, "Oh, I'm doing Zimbalate. I can't buy some lost property, please." And then I still got that kit now in my house, and I forgot the kit again. And I can't ask PE again, so I just have to sit it out, Charlie. <laughs> They'll just think you're running out of clothes and stuff. <laughs> after a while. I'm selling it on. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing Zumba? About three weeks. How many times have I remembered my kit? Once. Once. <sighs> Why was I not informed of this earlier? I could have worked out some material. <laughs> some Zumba material. He's the only man in the room. He's wearing smelly old clothes. Every time he goes, he's he's partially clothed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like a G-string from the um, Lost Property <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's what they have in school Lost Property. Yeah. A G-string and... Uh, Smelling of old bins. It's pretty good. So, going back to your bin, is one of the attractions to it that it could, like, implode at any moment because it's so (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because it's so impressively full. Also, there's merchandise. Uh, You can have a bit of the bin if you want. Just some of the, like, an old, you know, juice packet. What's the opposite of an attraction? A repellent, which you could argue my bin is, (laughs) I suppose. Well, I was going to say, maybe we could start new attractions but they're actually repellents right a big pile of poo i mean i mean why and how are we doing this <laughs> crucially why but then also how it's just like an alternative attraction right i mean it doesn't answer the question <laughs> i know well there's not really an answer for why but there isn't really is there but how Easy. How, you know, just get a truck full of shit. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Anyone could do that. <laughs> truck full of shit dot com. Anyone could do that. sort you out. But, um... Charlie, what do you prefer when you go, uh, say you're given a choice of brown sign attractions, which are you going to gravitate towards? Well, any of them at all. Yeah, just like you're driving down a motorway and you see a, a, a range of them. The one where you've got the picture of the, the horse, uh, the one where you've got a picture of an elephant, the one we've got a picture of a church you know the ones I mean yeah I, I think anything that involves exotic animals has a, a higher chance of me stopping by yeah definitely yeah. monkeys win out over castles but I do yeah. like castles as well if only we could see a castle owned by monkeys what about I've got an idea okay yeah. for an attraction sure monkeys in a castle which we've already yeah. had we've okay. I mean we've done carry on but yeah. it's paintballing okay <laughs> And the, with an extra edge is that the monkeys have had testing done on them and they're all rabid. <laughs> and they're tantamount to zombie monkeys. How many right. paintballs do you get? And they want to, like, <laughs> eat your flesh, basically. Are they fully agile monkeys? Like, they can sort of swing on stuff and yeah, run up so, walls? And... So it's like, it's basically the closest thing to a real-life 
monkey zombie experience. I feel like I need more than paintballs. Paintballs aren't going to cut it. No, they're not. No, they're they're not. not. <laughs> That's just going to make them mad. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be mad, shoot, colourful, shoot, messy Shoot zombies. a baboon with a paintball. It's going to go absolutely mental. What if you shot one up its ass? That Then they just, like, dissolve. Requires such a precise aim, Rich. All right, well, let, not paintballing then, just guns. <laughs> I mean, it's becoming more and more impractical. What I really like about this is that you specified that they were rabid, but you told us how. You said they'd been tested, just in case we were going to say, well, how would we know they were rabid? Oh, we injected it into them to make sure they were definitely rabid. <laughs> Don't worry, we, we've tested them. They're definitely rabid. No, you know, <laughs> money back guarantee if you find an unrabid monkey. It's a completely um, immersive... Um, experience you start off with an audio t- so you're actually going on an audio tour of this castle right and you've got facts being fed through an mp3 player to you do you have a gun at this point and then suddenly <laughs> i don't know maybe you, <laughs> you acquire need- the gun like there's a sudden countdown it's like rabid monkeys is that just like five. a gun locker and the monkeys come running and you have to be able to break into the locker and load the gun in time maybe <laughs> so it starts off like and what are the facts are about just the history of the castle yeah, it's yeah. really innocent <laughs> and then suddenly five four what what's happening <laughs> three two and then rabid like I- monkeys jump at you ah ah <laughs> so they just go into a whole thing about how monkeys have introduced the castle and they've become rabid and essentially you're now going to have to survive and then the doors lock and then they go three, uh, two, I th- one. I think, I think they don't even mention the monkeys in the voiceover. <laughs> it just suddenly happens. Are the monkeys dressed up in outfits? Period clothing. <laughs> so essentially you've got a rabid monkey with a big ruff. <laughs> and maybe a little sort of cape. Is chasing you through a castle whilst you may or may not be armed and there's a sneak attack. It's like a pack of baboons hunting you down. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And when when that bit happens, like it's all like everyone turns the lights off, so all the artificial lighting's turned off. Yeah. And it's all sort of black but with like green strobes and things like that. (laughs) Wow, God. It's like a techno monkey w- well <laughs> now you make this sound like laser quest <laughs> yeah it's why is it like <laughs> i don't know it's laser like- quest in a country manor with some rabid monkeys <laughs> maybe you could have like team events where you play against each other and you have a team of rabid monkeys on your side how would you know how could you trust the rabid monkeys to put any kind of uh you know thing on whether you've got a blue gun or a red gun they're a lure unto themselves rich well maybe they're like trained monkeys like the pg tip ones or something <laughs> but then they probably better not be rabid <laughs> i just think the team thing isn't gonna happen rich it's us against the monkeys okay man versus monkey <laughs> i just really can't imagine what the picture on the brown sign would look like <laughs> who's been getting in touch with us let's look at the letters page Let's see who's been getting in touch with us in the last ages since our last podcast. And now might be a good time to address... Sorry, guys, we've been away for a a little bit of time. We've been doing these fist-bumping shows, which I hope you're enjoying. Please let us know what you reckon. But also, we've just been busy lives. Rich, what have you got significant event coming up in your life? I'm getting married next month. He's having a wedding. And I'm organising it. That's what I say I'm doing, but actually I'm letting... (laughs) I'm just taking a back step and using it as an excuse. Nice. So we've been using it as an excuse as well, listener. So <laughs> we haven't heard, you know, you haven't heard from us for a little while, but we thank you for sending in emails to us and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're going to try and get a bit more regular now. But let's have a look at some of those emails from our loyal, slightly betrayed listeners. We got an email in from listener Chris Brewster, and he said, Dear Rich, Charlie and Dan, in order of who is most likely to have heard what I'm writing about. Last year... While working my way through your back catalogue and listening to chapters on the environment and spies, I was introduced to an interesting game of geocaching. Using a GPS or smartphone, a set of coordinates and a clue, you go out to your local environment and try and locate a small container or cache that has been secretly but harmlessly hidden to bring people to an area of history or interest. There are nearly 2 million caches hidden around the world. You'd be surprised how many there could be just minutes from your door. 
Love the podcast and looking forward to the next chapters to come. Warmest regards, Chris. Oh, well, it's like looking forward to the next show. Sorry, Chris, it took us a while, but we got there and here we are. Um, geocaching. So finding it's like a treasure hunt, but in the modern day, you take out your phone and you go and have a look around and there's what, like some sweets? What do you reckon you find? It's normally like a little piece of paper with something written on it. Oh, that's even worse than sweets. I'm not sure how much of a challenge there is to it, because they give you a set of coordinates, and you essentially go, right, I've got a GPS tracker, put in the coordinates, and it just takes me to exactly where it's going to be. Well, how could you make it more challenging, Charlie? Traps! Well, (laughs) just use a grid reference on a map, keep it old school. When you get get close to it, like a a big boulder comes down, and you have to run away from it. Like and a swarm it. of bees come well, from the not, other direction. It's not the Temple of Doom. Um, <laughs> Could be, though. <laughs> Could be, but it's not. Could be rabid monkeys. <laughs> Could be rabid monkeys so. from a trapdoor. My friend's just discovered geocaching, um, and her plan is um, to make it more exciting, because she also thought it was quite dull, which is yeah. to have several ones, and each geocache has a, uh, a clue in it. So you go in, you get all the clues right. together, mm-hmm. and then it will lead you to some sort of overall prize, like... Um, she was saying a rave in this sort of abandoned church. There was going to be a big secret event. Oh, I love the idea of a prize of a rave. No one would come to it because there's such an effort to get to. <laughs> it's a rave for nerds. It is a nerdy rave. Or do you just stay at the rave once you get to the rave? That's it. You have to <laughs> rave until till you're dead. You have to rave until you die. I've got an idea, right? Because I think what we should do, and we should genuinely do this, is we should um, make a flat 29 geocache and hide it somewhere and someone could find it. Maybe it could contain one of our albums, Secret Handshake, available to buy online. What about that, eh? How do you make a a geocache then I'm sure we can just look it up and find it maybe Chris can tell us but I'll I look believe up on you the take internet. like a kinder egg box put in a piece of paper with a download code on you know tuck it yeah. into a tree branch or something and then boom write down the GPS coordinates on the internet somewhere I'm oh, gonna I do see. that I but see. also how about this we hide two more as well which are traps which have got like spikes in or you know diseases or something love hearts yeah so two of them have got like chalky love heart candies in and one of them's got an album in what about that oh, i think that yeah that's good but isn't that two prizes against one bad thing yeah <laughs> yeah maybe you're right violets and then um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a real slap in the all right mouth. well we'll we'll iron out the details of this listener but listen out for our next podcast in which we will maybe reveal a hidden prize somewhere in the world that'd be fun Uh, We also got in another letter from listener Tom Weatherby. And Tom Weatherby had this to say. Hi, I love the podcast and the songs. Just want to say you can get mini party rings. I steal them from my little sister's lunchbox every day. They're delicious. If biscuit theft from a toddler isn't enough for a denouncement from Charlie, I don't know what is. Thanks for all the work you put into the podcasts, Tom. Why would I denounce the theft of party rings? I think that's pretty funny. I feel like you're talking Charlie's language there, to be honest. If anything, he's going to hail you as a kind of king. Some sort of hero. Some martyr. I mean, I'm not sure how great party rings are. They, I mean, it's quite a lackluster biscuit. Well, you may be listening to that question and think, why are we being emailed about party rings? But I think in our last podcast about food, we got some party wing-based queries. Is that correct? Oh, I don't remember. I think... Ago. Oh, it was so long ago. I'm sorry, listener. It was a long time ago. But we talked a bit about party rings and how you could get small ones. And he's saying that we can get them, uh, which is nice. But... What I am most interested in is what is the best thing you could steal off a toddler. Well, the thing well, is, wouldn't you think you would think rusks though, wouldn't you, Dan? <laughs> I'd love a rusk. I really like a rusk. But what I like about this scrutinising the email is like yeah. you can get mini party rings. I steal them from my little sister's lunchbox. Is that where they're from? Yeah, that's where you get them from. You can only get them from little Tom Weatherby little sister or, or just any little sister with a lunchbox if you're in the market for mini rings track down your little sister finally we got an email in from listener katie crawshaw brown i've decided to read out surnames today it's uh, a, a new fun thing it's more fun isn't it it's more fun it's more revealing more if official. you're gonna email us you gotta be prepared to be outed now <laughs> even though that has never been a policy up until this second <laughs> even you david rabies <laughs> 
Katie Crawshaw Brown Rabies says, Dear Flat 29, in the old video extras on the Secret Handshake album, hang on, what album available to buy online at (laughs) flat29.com with video extras? What a brilliant deal. Sorry, Charlie, carry on. Oh, no, excellent purchase there. You advised your listeners to make their own version of Bye Bye Ladies. Well, my friend and I have done just that. Enjoy, Katie and Jordan. Um, first of all, can we request Jordan's surname, please? Because now we've read out our first name, we need to give the full thing. Now the new policy's in effect. Jordan Let's Rabies. for now call her Jordan Rabies. And I'm sorry, Jordan, <laughs> but it's just our default surname until we get a confirmation. Uh, secondly, we should probably explain Bye Bye Ladies is a song on the end of our album, Secret Handshake, available to buy on flat29.com. Very reasonable. Um, and it's it's kind of us improvising around the theme Bye Bye Ladies. And uh, we do a version. What I'll do is play a little clip of our version right now. Bye Bye Lady, I think I'm Russian. Bye Bye Lady, are you my cousin? Bye Bye Lady, plowing a field. Bye Bye Lady. What a <laughs> now let's hear Katie and her buddies singing it in a car. Bye bye lady flying a plane. Bye bye lady running on the plane. Bye bye lady with several planes. Bye bye lady why do you have so many planes? Bye bye lady it's for maths. Bye bye lady. <laughs> bye bye lady in the sky bye bye lady it was that a lie bye bye lady. excellent work guys we like it i like the car based uh, atmosphere what, what i like about this um i've listened to it a few times now is how it's becoming like just a conversation but with bye bye ladies in the middle <laughs> yeah also it's trying to find a rhyme but also it's just communicating <laughs> yes that's like <laughs> bye bye lady how are you bye bye lady yeah i'm all right thanks it's like sort of just a conversation yeah. maybe like in a hundred years Everyone will just put bye-bye ladies in the middle of a sentence. That will always be the dream. Um, we also got a version of this uh, sent in to us, which performed live by comedy mus- musician the great Luke Ski, who did uh, a gig uh, recently doing a live version of Bye Bye Lady. So we'd like to play a little clip from that as well now. Here it is. Bye-bye lady, very dainty. We will put the full version of that up on our website, flat29.com. Go and check it out. Excellent work. And we would like all of you lots to do the same. When you buy uh, our album, Secret Handshake, you get a bonus track, which is the instrumental for Bye Bye Ladies. We would love to hear you do your own version of Bye Bye Ladies. And uh, we might even do a little bit of a prize for the best one. A couple of podcast time, we'll, we'll, we'll judge them and we'll, we'll give you a wicked prize. How about that? Or eh? any other song, actually, just for our own amusement. Yeah, just send us some stuff, basically. We're lonely. Thank you very much. More letters next time. Send us an email whenever you can. I know you're really busy deleting your spam. Podcast at flat29.com And why not jazz it up with an emoticon? Or a lolcat. Shut up, lolcat. We at Flat29 deserve a well-earned break. I mean, we've sort of had that, but we've dealt with that issue. It's fine. We need another holiday. Uh, Where should we go? Well, first things first, what kind of budget are we looking at here? Quite a low budget. Charlie, have you joined a skiffle band? Not recently. All right, low budget. Okay. And how long are we going for? Long weekend. Not very long, because we're on a low budget. Low budget. Or very long, but somewhere shit. (laughs) Like the dumb. I mean... (laughs) I really like that idea. 
It'll be home away from home for me. <laughs> my bin yeah, the way your bin's looking, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well you c- can't you like get a flight somewhere for like three p if you go on shit man series. Shit man series. What is shit man series? It's best not to ask. It's, it's, a, it's budget. a budget airline. Budget airline. Let, just, let me just say budget airline. You can fly somewhere for like twenty p now, can't you? Yeah. So can you fly to the dump? You probably could. <laughs> you could just fling yourself into the dump. <laughs> it brings up some deep philosophical questions. Where is the border between a holiday and flinging yourself on the dump? Like, what is that? Where, where does those... Depends if you stay overnight. I think that's probably quite clearly defined. Oh, there I mean, we go, if I like that. Well, Rich is clearly defined. If you stay overnight, it's a holiday. If it's a day trip, it's flinging yourself in the dump. What are we going to do on the dump, though, apart from scavenge? I don't know why we're going to the dump. Why would I'm, we I'm, need I'm to do... I'm not signed up for this as a holiday destination. Because it's cheap and you could go for a long time, for a long but rest. you said we can't stay overnight, no, we can. It's meant to be a holiday. I'm personally, I'm going to be in the orthopedic needle suite. <laughs> Sweet. Why do we need to do anything other than scavenge? I don't think that'll be very relaxing unless you just um, rest on the clutter. Let's scavenge ourselves up an old pissy mattress and sleep on that. Yeah, let's not go to the dump. I think we, we can all afford more than the dump. I'll tell you what we could do. We could go to the dump first to get more money because we could, we could like... find some items to pawn. And then we can go on holiday. Right. Budget airline means we can Shit go... Shitman Aries, yep. <laughs> Shitman Aries, budget airline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, where should we go, though? Okay, uh, what about if we went to uh, just somewhere in the sea? What, like an oil rig? Yeah. No, what about a rave on an oil rig? Think of what you could do with all that oil in a rave context. <laughs> like, it'd be like a foam party, but with oil. I imagine an, a rave on an oil rig would be quite homoerotic. It, it would, wouldn't it? The, the typical view of an You're oil rig. You're just thinking construction workers, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the sexiest, oiliest holiday ever. <laughs> I can't wait. We'll go to an oil rig. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know... Just have baked beans for tea. I'm sure we <laughs> can heat them on the dump. I expect they've got a microwave on the oil rig. Uh, we could have tuna in oil. Could have tuna in oil, but I prefer brine. Okay, I don't even eat tuna. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Come to see. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 so, Charlie, how do you like to preserve your tuna? Um, I think probably oil over brine. Tough call. Yeah. Oh, we've got. I knew. I knew this would happen as soon as I brought up tuna. We get bogged down in it. <laughs> got bogged down in the tuna. Let me. Let me. Let me go run through it. We've gone to the dump. We got some beans. We've gone to the rig. We've eaten the beans and had a sexy party. Uh, what do we do for like the chill out section of the holiday? Just um a big bouncy castle that floats on the sea oh, yeah. that's not really a rest is it but, but on the sea it would be because I don't think you'd be able to get up the momentum to bounce and and if you're in the middle of the ocean you're not going to have any food or water you're not going to be in the mood for bouncing but like you will a, be in the mood for relaxing it's like a premium lilo it's an actual yeah. fully built castle made out of inflatable rabid monkeys <laughs> Um, no, they'd, they'd no, burst it. They'd burst don't, it. Don't bring it. Wouldn't them. that be amazing? Do you remember when you used to go to a swimming pool and they used to have like a little island you had to go across? You had to go sure. around the palm tree, over the bridge or whatever, yeah. but like, have a whole city, an inflatable city on the water. And that city could have its own dump and its own oil <laughs> rig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? And there'd be like a no needles policy. Yeah, they'd have to be, wouldn't they? Anything sharp can't go there. But is there like a is there like a bouncy airport for shipman Aries to <laughs> park down? Yeah, <laughs> it's not so much of a plane as like a big inflatable ball <laughs> that is fired from a catapult. Yeah, by shipman Aries himself. <laughs> yeah. He's a philosopher. <laughs> He's a philosopher prince. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's a rapper too. Is he? He's one of those sorts of philosophers, like Eminem. A philosopher rapper called Shitman Aries. 
<laughs> Who also has an airline? It's actually not the worst rap I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I really want to go to this inflatable island. We could take all the listeners. Well, please sign up using our inflatable form. Don't use a pencil. Uh, and uh, get your applications in and we'll all get down to shit around Aerie's house and he'll fire us over in the near future. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 42 on travel. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can go to uh, our website, flat29.com, where you will find our email address, podcast at flat29.com, our Twitter link, and Facebook, and various other mediums there as well. We'd like to know lots of things uh, about you. <laughs> I don't know what we want to know. But why not send us some emails? You can also, on flatswindon.com, get a new album that we've been banging on about. Secret Handshake. We'd love it if you'd had a listen. You can stream the whole thing for free. But if you'd like to buy it, that would be lovely too. We'll see you in a few weeks' time with our next episode of our sketch show, Fist Bumping, and after that with another podcast. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Flat 29's big book of everything. Another topic down, a million's to go. We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Do we, Are we doing things, alliterative names, or are we just... just... Yeah, we just did our names. Alright, let's just do that then. We're too grown up for this shit now. We've changed, and the world's got to change with us. We're much more serious than we ever used to We're be. We're much more sophisticated. How serious are we talking? current affairs yeah that is pretty serious all of our current affairs charlie what are your current affairs what about sultana affairs ah he had to go there didn't he or sultan affairs affairs (laughs) of a sultan (laughs) that's the name of charlie's autobiography (laughs) (laughs) the affairs affairs of a sultan Sultan. (laughs) (laughs) right you mock but i mean (laughs) it's very possible that's the um the autobiography of the sultan in aladdin but i can't remember his name (laughs) uh um robin uh robin gibb no robin that's the genie you're thinking yeah that's robin williams what's robin Robin called is he just called called the sultan affairs of a sultan <laughs> Day one, Aladdin arrived. <laughs> Day two, he sang a fucking song. <laughs> Day three, he sang another fucking song. Day four, um, he Jafar, my Jafar hypnotized me. I no longer have control of my mind. But he does uh, have an awesome beard. Day, Day five, six. genie antics. <laughs> Robin Gibb does some slapstick. Robin Gibb. <laughs> I love the way you say Robin Gibb. <laughs>